Hello, Danny. Hey, nice rooms they got here. I don't think I know your friend. You don't know me either. Sure I do. I'm a pal of Jimmy Foster's. I know some of your other buddies, too. Like, uh, Tony Bergdorf. Poor Tony died, you know. It's too bad. His wife's coming over to claim his body. Yeah, Tony's going home in a pine box. And it's a beautiful job you boys pulled. A real work of art. You a cop? Me? Duke Santos, a cop? <laughs> I only wish I was in on it with you. How I envy you your youth. You're not gonna get any younger hanging around here. What do you want? If you guys had been pros, I'd have put you out of business. But new talent needs encouraging. I want half. Half of what? You tell me, you got the money. You're talking on a dead phone, Charlie. Well, suit yourself. There's a live one at the sheriff's office. So you are a cop? No. I made a deal with the casino owners to get their money back for them. And are you ready to double-cross them? Well, they're only going to pay me 30%. You're going to give me 50. Playing both ends from the middle. Sure, I can't lose. Well, you've already lost. The money's sent out of town, long gone. If you're here, the money's here. We couldn't make a deal with you if we wanted to. Too many people involved. So talk to them. That's going to take a little time. I'll give you till tomorrow. I know you won't try anything cute. 50% of something is better than 100% of nothing. One o'clock tomorrow, here. Bye-bye. Hold it. What's your relationship to Jimmy Foster? I'm gonna marry his mama.
Where's my money? What if I told you I could get your money back? Do you give up, Tess? What would you say? I would say yes. All right. I know a guy. We were in the joint together. Anybody pulls any job in the Western United States, he knows about it. You give me 72 hours, I'll find out who took your money. You know a guy. Show Mr. Ocean the exit and contact the police. I'm sure he's in violation of his parole. Yes, sir. time for another episode of split the difference i'm your host jesse today we have hope yo 11 <laughs> <laughs> oh and then if that doesn't give you a hint then uh, this will we're talking about oceans 11 today the original film from 1960 directed by lewis milestone versus the 2001 remake directed by steven soderbergh uh so this is an interesting one um we just did Manchurian Candidate, which was a Frank Sinatra film, also had Dean Martin in it. And this is also a Frank Sinatra film, also with Dean Martin in it. So it's just a wild coincidence. I just. I... It's more than just that. It's literally the Rat Pack. Like. Yeah, it's, it's literally the whole Rat Pack. It's everybody that's in here. It's This film was basically built for them in many ways uh, mm-hmm. so it, it's yeah it's basically meant to show off like hey everybody's in the same place at the same time but not really and we'll get to that um so the premise between both these movies is generally the same but the methods about which they go about doing it are completely different so it's basically a series of heist movies and the original film is basically about 11 guys that are ex-military robbing casinos in Las Vegas. And that's it. Unfortunately, they don't get to the high stuff until about, what, the last 40 minutes of the movie? Out of the two hours, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, this is going to be right up front. I'm going to say this right now. The original is not very good. The remake is great. <laughs> We're going to go into the reasons why. <laughs> so. let's, let's try to dig out a positive of this original film. Let's, let's point out something that's good. Oh, uh, the, mu- the music. I mean, you have the Rat Pack. Oh, like, yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of all of their music. Like, I... Yeah, yeah. It, I'm the weird person who will rock out Thramstein, and then the next song on will be one for my baby by Frank. Like, <laughs> um, so it, the music, they all basically sung in it at some point. You know, it was good. I loved it. Um, yeah. And that, that's, Again, this I film think was basically high, built it's for, for them. them. Yeah, it was... Yeah. You can't knock their singing, so that is a positive for me at least. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I would hear D. Martin um, singing uh, "Ain't That a Kick in the Head," I was thinking, I was always thinking of Fallout because that song plays over and over and over in oh, Fallout, over and over. It's everywhere. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, it actually plays in 
Fallout New Vegas, and this film takes place in Vegas. What a weird coincidence. Anyways, um, so yeah, this this original film, it. I, I'd like to refer to this movie not as Ocean's Eleven, but as Hotline Heist, because they spend ninety percent of the movie on the fucking phone. <laughs> well, how many how many shots of people picking up a telephone did you notice in this movie? There was a lot. There there was a, a lot. lot. <laughs> Um, the whole beginning of the movie starts out with them cons- consistently on the phone, just like calling other people. Now, I know, I, I guess it's a time thing, maybe. I like, guess they the couldn't ever- get everybody in the same place at the same time, so it's a good matter of convenience, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 it shows how cheap the movie is. It just, it feels cheap. You know, it's it's not like Robert Rodriguez with how he would film like Sin City and you'd have like one actor that's filmed on one day and the other actors filmed on another day and they never meet. That's done with green screen because technically they're composited together. This is literally just, oh, you watch somebody on the phone talk to nobody and then they hang up and then we go to the next scene and you see it happen again. It's it's it feels cheap. It just. Again, we're also talking about these men. They're great at what they did. They were great singers. Like, they'll go down in history long before you and I are still alive, you know. But they're not actors. These, back in the day, like, they didn't have training or do extra work. Like, you see some of these actors now, like, just for example jenna ortega she for the wednesday spent like eight hours on set and then she spent four hours on archery training and then two hours on cello training and then like another hour on something else like she spent time to learn all these things for her roles whereas like back then these guys were like you know our name we're not doing shit we're just gonna show up yeah, they couldn't be bothered to put in the effort. Like so, we, we mentioned this, shows. we mentioned this on the previous. Yeah, we mentioned this on the previous episode of the Manchurian Candidate. Seth and I were discussing how Frank Sinatra wasn't a great actor. <laughs> you can kind of tell. Yeah, Dean Martin's okay. He's very kind of he has he's very suave and has a lot of he's swagger very, to him. I was about to say he's very charismatic. Yeah, he has a lot of charisma, but Frank Sinatra was mainly just there because he was Frank Sinatra. His name was the thing you recognized. Right. Yeah, it's and it's frustrating because it's called Ocean's Eleven, and it's because they get eleven guys together to pull off this heist. I want you to name one character trait of anyone in this crew. A character trait? Yes, like a personality trait of any kind. I'd say um gosh what was it sammy davis jr he was like the chuckles of the group i knew you were gonna pick sammy davis jr because he's the only one that has any kind of i know you told me (laughs) it's the only one it's the only one that has a real personality trait name any other person besides sammy davis jr yeah i know (laughs) yeah yeah, there you go that's it that's it yeah, that that's exactly it. That is the main problem is is that this movie is 
it's mainly a vehicle for these musicians to have a film attached to them. And it's it's not a bad idea. It is a good idea. Just the execution is so lacking and it's so it feels so ham-fisted and uh, I didn't realize it was that easy to rob casinos. Just turn off the power and run in and grab the money. Oh, I didn't realize it was that easy. Oh, well, maybe I should try that sometime. Oh. I yeah, I was I was going to say that's a huge it was a huge flaw in it was very sim- it was overly simplistic. You can have some movie yeah. ideas that are very simplistic. But this one needed to be a bit more complicated than it was because it it's it's a huge heist movie and there's not really any heisting. Um, the the actual wizardry and tech and plot behind it was like infrared, like UV spray paint, basically. That's as deep as they got. <laughs> and yeah, even- like the. <laughs> they established these guys were commandos in World War II. So you think, oh, they're going to use some of their technical skill that they learned in the military for infiltration or stealth. Like, no, no, they it never even comes up. They, if they didn't mention they were commandos in World War II, you wouldn't even realize it. It, it never even comes up. And honestly, I think the biggest reason they brought that up is at the end so they could use uh, Nevada's like American Legion, basically. Yeah. For the funeral scene, honestly. Yeah. yeah, this um I wanted to compare this film to the remake and the original film of the Italian job. Uh so it's very odd that both of these films, these two pairs, the original Ocean's Eleven, the original Italian job, came out around the same time as compared to the remake of the Italian job and the remake of Ocean's Eleven, around the same general time frames. And well, the, the remakes Italian, are the Italian job was like two thousand three, and Ocean's yeah. Eleven was oh one. So yeah, generally the same time, but within the, like a five year span, I believe. And mm-hmm. you just look at this, and it's like, wow, both the remakes are better because they feel like they put in a lot more effort into character development and making the heist actually fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, like the heist in Italian Job is great. Go back and listen to that episode. We we had nothing but praise for that film. And the original, the heist is like, it's fine, but it's it's nothing special. And the first hour and a half is a slog. Mm-hmm. Just like this one. <laughs> first hour and a half is a slog. It's 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 incredibly frustrating because you can see the potential in this original movie and uh, this was definitely a, uh, a dick around on my phone movie because I found myself dicking around on my phone every now and again because I'm like, I just don't even care. I cannot listen to this. I can just listen to it and not watch it and still know what's going on. Uh, unfor- and again, it, it comes back to time frame and the fact that these just aren't actors. Like the, the, the most of the time I spent like truly focused on the film was when they were singing. And that's because yeah. I was engaged because I was like, oh, shit, this is what they do. And they like went into their singing because and but other than that, it's it's not too much. And it's a, like the whole scene where um, their friend dies and Frank Sinatra's character is like all upset. They're like, oh, he seemed so upset. I'm like, what? Are his, you sure? His face didn't change. His tone didn't change. <laughs> Like, nothing about him. I know he's supposed to be stoic, but 
There was literally no change. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I will say I got kind of a chuckle out of was the very end of the movie where they say, oh, they're cremating the body. And it's like, oh, they put the money into the casket. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> that was the one thing where I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. That's that's kind of funny. Although it doesn't make any sense why they put the money in the casket. Why not just grab it and run? I I guess because they're monitoring flights or something, or I, I don't or know, but... stash it anywhere else. Because even if they're going to bury the body... That's still a lot. That's a lot. You got to put the money somewhere that you can easily get to it. Just, oh, fuck it. I don't know. Just, oh, if it hasn't been made clear yet, this movie is really not worth it. You know, I I know it's going to sound like it's a short discussion of this film, but there's there's so little in the movie. There's so little. It's true. It's. Now, I mean, if we were to switch, let's let's switch over to the remake. Let's switch to the good one. Let's switch to the good one. Holy shit, this remake is amazing. <laughs> I love this movie so goddamn much. Oh man. Oh god. I actually watched this with my mom. I was just like, you know, let's let's watch Ocean's Eleven. And it's just, oh god, it's so fun. It's it's so creative. It's inventive. It's it's got charisma and charm and panache. It's, it's oh, it's so good. So mm-hmm. good. I haven't seen Ocean's 12 or Ocean's 13. I've heard that 12 isn't very good, and I've heard 13 is just like, eh, it's fine. I have seen I have seen them both, um, or all three, I guess I should say. Um, yeah. And they're fun. They have some good laughs. The first one is, uh, it, I mean, they're in, I, I forget if it was 12 or 13, but Julia Roberts' character, she actually plays her own kind of like stunt double. They're like, oh, well, you look like the actress Julia Roberts, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, That's pretty good. So there is like funny things like that in there. And she's like, well, I, mm. I can't act like an actress. And it's so, I mean, that was a funny thing. And there's some pretty hysterical moments with Matt Damon and them as well, but. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> but, but, Did I, you see Ocean's 8 by chance? I have not. Yeah, I've heard nothing but negative things about that one. I just, it's one of those things where I, I love good female empowerment, but that's not the right way to do it, in my opinion. But whatever. I don't know. I just, I saw the trailer and I was like, nah, not interested. <laughs> just, no. Then I saw the reviews and I was like, yeah, I made the right choice. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so this ori- this uh, this remake, oh man, it's just, it's so fun. It's, the characters feel identifiable. You can pick out characterizations and character traits. You can, everyone has a role on the team. The heist is fun. Like, it mm-hmm. feels unique. Like, it just, it feels like a Mission Impossible movie at some points. Uh, can I just say I love Don Cheadle with his fucking accent in this? Oh days. yeah, <laughs> again, like it, it, it's just actors just having fun. Like I, all these people signed up to work on that movie because it's like, oh, you get to hang out with Steven Soderbergh. Oh, cool. Yeah, absolutely. We will totally work for less money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and just and George Clooney is at the top of his game. It's just like all these actors were just like hot, hot, hot at that one moment. Putting them all in the same room. Yeah, it's just it just nails it. It's so good. Oh yeah, mm. and that and I just remember that clip that you sent me 
of George Clooney where where he's talking about oceans and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, you know, I, I know actors who didn't want to do that movie and then they regret it because we did all these movies. And he's like, well, I fucking regret doing Batman, but I still did it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, and I'm sure the actors that said no to it, they're like, oh, shit, that really turned into a very successful franchise. Son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> yeah. He was also asked, uh, like, when he was doing interviews and press for the film, he's like, how does it feel to be remaking a, you know, a, a, a classic film? And he just said, what are you, fucking stupid? That original movie's terrible. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> feel great that I'm remaking this and making it better. <laughs> Yeah, th- this is the this is the way this is the kind of stuff you want to do a remake of. The original had a great premise, but the execution was incredibly poor. This is the thing that should be remade. Poor original films, take a good premise and just revamp it for a modern era. Like that just this is the proper thing to do. A film that really didn't quite hit gold and you just remake it and make it better. Yeah, and the thing is, like you said, the premise was there. It was nearly there. It was just a combination of you needed you needed the right parts, you know? And they finally got the right parts. They got actors. They got Yeah, they it. got they had actual actors. It's so weird what happens when you do that. I know. It blows my mind. It's it's such a foreign concept, but If we put actors in the movie, the thing will actually work? That's so weird. <laughs> I didn't know you needed that for a movie. <laughs> oh, yes, gosh. Frank. Frank, we need that. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll go back to my lounge singing. <laughs> right. Uh, but, I mean, the 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 list of actors, though. Can we just, like, ju- just to name them? Oh, name them all. Like, yeah. Yeah, George off. Clooney, Don Cheadle... You know, we have Matt Damon, we have Casey Affleck, we have j- even even we had Topher Grace cameo in the beginning. Uh, oh yeah, know. playing himself, playing himself. Yeah. yeah, all the actors that are all the actors in that uh, that card game, they're all actors playing themselves. And uh, Brad Pitt is in there as a as a what are they referred to as a as a what is what is a, a card teacher referred to as? What's the word? Like the I don't know, like their card shark guru. There's a, like there's a yeah, there's a special word for it. But anyways, he's teaching these actors how to actually play poker. So yeah. Also, <laughs> I like the fact I like the fact that uh, it's not like Casino Royale where it's like oh we have to win the game and you know we have to get these impossible hands. I'm very thankful that the heist didn't involve that. I'm very thankful. Yeah. Again, it was yeah. very logical. It was very well done. It. It made sense. Everything made sense. Yeah. I I will say maybe the ending where there's like, oh, they make a fake vault in order to trick the cameras. Like, maybe that's a little bit of a stretch. It's like, it, it stretches credibility, but it doesn't break it. Like, well, you they built were that... practicing in the fake vault from the beginning, so they were showing you what they were doing. Well, I'm saying for the sake of the time frame that they had... Like, they built the whole vault, practiced in it, and got it right just in time to go in and steal the money. It's like, the, the time frame is so tight. It's like, did anybody sleep at all? It's like, well, I don't know, it's if, just, if you're th- planning a, a heist and shit like this, you would dedicate your life. You know, there's parts where they're like, you True. eat, you sleep, you drink this. You know, that you're not fucking around. True. True. If I mean, if there was that amount of money on the line, you would do the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Is there is there anything that's a negative in this movie? I can think of one thing I didn't particularly care for. But uh, what, do you think there's anything that's not so great? Could have been improved? Uh, well, what's yours? Uh, Julia Roberts' character, Tess, needs a little more character development. They do develop her character more in this in the movies, but for this first one, they didn't really need it as much. Yeah, it, she she kind of feels a bit like a prize that Danny Ocean kind of wins at the end of the movie, which is kind of scummy. But overall, it's like, eh, he tricked her. He, he tricked uh, Andy Garcia into revealing he doesn't actually care for Tess. It's like, OK, I can let it go. Yeah, because yeah, the, the one thing I'll say is he does care for her. The whole, uh, they set it up even in the beginning, like, oh, so why'd you allow yourself to get caught? Well, I was pissed because my wife left me, and uh, I wasn't thinking straight. <laughs> like, Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, it, I, it was, it, it all makes sense. You could tell he actually cared. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was saying, no, no I was saying, like, uh, Andy, Ar- Andy Garcia didn't care. No, I get her. that, but when you said it was kind of scummy that Ocean's character it was he. Oh like, yeah, she yeah, was his yeah. prize, but it's you know it's it's the one way he knows how to communicate type of deal. Like he's a thief, but he loves her, so winning her in the heist is his love. Fair, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but what about you? Is there anything you think it could have been improved on a little bit? Um, I. I mean, it, it's it's really solid. It really is solid. There's not too much you they could improve on, and the some things that they did, they did improve. Like as you said, her character villain that happened in mm. the secondary and tertiary movies. You know, um, yeah. It's, I just enjoy the movie, man. This is one of the few. This yeah. is one of the times that I just like sat there and I'm like just having a good time. You know. Yeah. I wish Bernie Mac was in more of the movie though. Because he's he's because the moment that they kind of reveal him at the casino and that Matt Damon kind of whisks him away, mm-hmm. he's out of the movie. He doesn't appear again until the very end. That's my that's my one thing where it's like, yeah, put him back in at some point, somewhere. But it's fine. Honestly, I think it was him, George Clooney, and um, Brad Pitt were the top billers. So mm-hmm. they probably were like, well, we need to keep George and Brad. Um, hey Bernie, you want to take a pay cut real quick? <laughs> so that honestly, that's my guess because those were the top three billers at the time. Right. Yeah. Ah, oh, rest in peace, Bernie. Yeah. So good. Gone man. too soon. Oh Gone gosh, soon. that's for sure. Yeah. I, I also can I rec- uh, recognize the uh, the soundtrack to this movie. I just I love the the uh, that kind of seventies that 70s pop feel to it with the music i love it did it sound a bit like sympathy for the devil the uh that that song did it sound a bit like that to you i don't know <laughs> it's it, de- I'll, it definitely Seth sounded is the a song bit... music guy i'm just y'all are way more into the music and scores than i am so okay that's that's fair that's fair Seth had to bail out today because fuck him <laughs> oh hush it's but yeah, it, it definitely sounds a bit like Sympathy for the Devil, which, you know, from a metaphorical standpoint, I get it. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Uh, but it, it's just, it's so just fun and hip. This movie has, a, has is very, uh, 
if you want to get your your teenage son or daughter into heist movies, don't start with anything from the 60s or the 70s, like, you know, the original Ocean's Eleven. Start with this one. This is very easily digestible. It's easy to watch. It's breezy. It's two hours, yet it feels like it just flies by. It's oh, it's so, so fun to watch. And it's so visually striking. Soderbergh is one of the best filmmakers still around to this day. And this is a I mean, great shows. feather in his cap. It shows. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of flexible to every genre. He can do a little bit of everything. He can do amazing action films. He can also do great character pieces. He can do uh, heist movies. He can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's a it's a genre that uh, doesn't. It, when you think of heist movies these days, I think of those fucking Fast and Furious movies, and I'm like, God damn it! It's just... That's not even a heist movie. It's just. They're its own thing. I don't even know what they are anymore. They 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 started out as racing movies, then they became heist movies, and now they're just like superhero movies. Punch, basically. They're they're basically super. Yeah, they're superhero movies. You punch, punch, family. <laughs> so that's all they are. I gave it's up like, on yeah. it so long ago. Yeah, I don't even care. I'm not even gonna give a shit. Ugh. God. Yeah. Just oh god, this this remake is so much good. I I cannot keep enough praise on this thing. Now I will say so. Um, we also on Split the Difference did another type of heist movie, if you remember. That was we did. Um, oh my god! Now I'm as soon as I brought it up, I'm fucking blinking. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Um, the, uh, fuck. We did Italian job. The Lady Killers. Oh, yes, Lady Killers. That's right. So, that, uh, where the original, I think, was done right as well. So, I would, like, just let's compare, like, because they were both done early on. And the Lady Killers, I loved the original. So, and and that was also Mm -hmm. a heist movie and a hijinks movie. So, like, I just, and and I guess to compare the two, they, again, used real actors. They had a good plot. The heist was from the get-go. You know, so it, it's just upsetting to see that what is now a great remake, like, I'm just glad they did the remake, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Because the premise is good. <clears throat> this original... Ocean's Eleven premise is solid. It's just the execution isn't good because you have actors that you can't get into the same room at the same time because of their schedules and because they're part of the Rat Pack. And so everyone's in constant demand. And so it was like, oh, just put them on the phone. It's fine. We'll we'll cut. We'll intercut back and forth and show them on the phone. It it, it makes the film feel kind of lazy, you know. And, and it's just like the first hour of the movie is just jibber jabber about a bunch of shit that doesn't even affect the plot once the plot actually starts you could just cut in to the to an hour and 10 minutes into the movie and then the movie starts so whereas with this remake the heist planning starts after the first like what 10 minutes it's like oh we're all he he just gets out of prison it's like all right we're gonna rob that casino in vegas (laughs) it's like 
Wow. Well, okay. Okay. We're already getting into it. All right. <laughs> Honestly, that scene where it pop where it makes me think of that episode of Bojack Horseman where Bojack goes to pick up Margot Martindale from the prison and she's like Bojack, <laughs> we just I just got put in prison for a heist. I've got out on parole for good behavior. And you expect me to jump back in so quickly as you're picking me up? What took you so goddamn long? That. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was pretty God. much it. Like he was, he was itching from the get go. He's like, I was playing on this thing a year ago when I got in jail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, can I recognize the uh, the continuity error with Brad Pitt? There's a thing that Brad Pitt does in this movie. He's always eating something. He's always eating or he's drinking something. Do you notice that there's an intentional continuity error when he's um when they're scoping out the casino with uh I think it's with Matt it's either with Matt Damon or Danny Ocean. And they're uh they're standing there and he's holding like a plate of like shrimp cocktail. And then they cut back and he's holding another plate of a different type of food. No. <laughs> Did you notice that? No, I didn't, honestly. Yeah. The- it it was intentionally done that way because Soderbergh was just like, yeah, he just wants to keep eating stuff. So that bit, Brad Pitt made that his character. He just can't stop eating, so he just keeps putting in random shit into the scene. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they knew it was a continuity error, and they kept it. They're just like, yeah, we don't care. It's just funny. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> it's just funny. As I Well, yeah, they did the same thing um, in the first Avengers movie, the whole where Robert... Tony Stark was like, oh, hey, do you want a blueberry? And they're just like, yeah, that was they made a comment with Robert Downey Jr. They're like, yeah, he kept hiding snacks all throughout the set and scenes and like we couldn't stop him from snacking. So we just said, fuck (laughs) it and let him snack on camera. It's little things like that. that just add so much characterization as opposed to people just standing around. Mm -hmm. You know, when I think of the original Ocean's Eleven. I think about people just like in clubs, just like smoking and drinking. Just it, it's like an episode of Mad Men. It's it's, but without the good writing. Without I was gonna the say, great Mad actors. Men was amazing. <laughs> Shut up. I know that's what I was saying. Without the good writing, without the good acting, without the without the good character developments, it's like it's just Mad. Where if Mad Men was the stereotype of just old men in bars drinking and smoking, that's all it is. It is that is. All it is. Ugh. God. Have we mentioned that the original is not very good? Let's let's say it one more time. The original is not very good. <laughs> Just skip to the singing parts. <laughs> Just skip to the singing parts. Watch a compilation on YouTube and then just go about your day. Even the heist isn't very satisfying. The heist is just like, they just, they kill the power in Vegas. All of Vegas. Not sure how you do that, but okay. And then they just walk in to the storerooms and just take the money and leave. Like, there's no alarm system. There's barely any guards. Like, for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of cash, there's barely anybody in those rooms. And they just take it and leave. I didn't realize it was that easy. I mean, but the okay. only thing I would say that made it a bit more believable, it was New Year's Eve in Vegas. There's already so much going on. They have to put 
extra guards, not with the money, but with the people because of like chaos. And I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to help, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand pulling a heist on a major holiday. I get it. But it, if anything, you think that security would be tighter because it is a holiday. Exactly. Unless I again, I don't know. I'm trying to. There's just so many holes. We're, tr- <laughs> we're, we're trying. trying to suss out logic, and it just comes back to the actors weren't available. <laughs> uh, but how about that remake, man? Where they really pulled off that heist and they detonated an EMT, an EMP device, and they had to I was go through those laser gates. They detonated an EMT. Jesus. <laughs> an EMP device. <laughs> They detonate an EMP device and they go through those laser gates. I'm like, wow, this really does feel like a Mission Impossible movie. This is kind yeah. of awesome. Like, this is the kind of stuff that needed to be in the original film, but they couldn't do it because they just weren't very creative. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is a premise that needed to be in the modern day. Not even in the modern day. I mean, they pulled shit like this in original James Bond films. It was just. A, yeah, it was just right. a miss. It was just a misstep in every direction. Someone had a great idea. They just didn't have the actors. They didn't have a proper writer. You know, it 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 was all there like halfway. Yeah, just it was a great idea that got hijacked by somebody trying to make a vehicle for the Rat Pack. That's. That's really all there is to say, I think, about the original. With the remake, there's so much more to talk about. Can, can we talk about all the little, uh, all the little bits with uh, uh, Casey Affleck and uh, his partner, the two brothers? Oh, the brothers, <laughs> yeah. Oh God, the constantly fighting, the constant bickering, and they eventually use it to their advantage. <laughs> Just even though I hate Casey Affleck because he's a disgusting creeper, but you know, he's good in this movie. So mm-hmm. gotta let, yeah. Yeah, there's so much there's so much variety to these characters. Like the way that they get into the vault, they hide a little tiny Asian guy inside one of the carts who then gets out to open the door. <laughs> Just it's clever. It's like, oh, we need to get in there, we can't touch the floor. The floor is lava, apparently. So we need to get we need to get a guy in there that can hop around. Okay, get a trapeze artist. Perfect. Perfect. I just love the one, I will say I love the one actual line he says in English. He's like, what the fuck were you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, and there's, of course, the bit where Danny Ocean forgets to change the batteries on the detonator. It's like, mm-hmm. change batteries? Oh, yeah, I know. It's, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just, he's just so, like, he's so tired of the of his own fuck up he's like he's so disappointed in himself it's like of all the things i've planned and i just fucking forgot batteries damn it (laughs) oh gosh yeah i I mean it's great i love it overall i i would definitely watch this whenever whenever you know yeah it's an easy it's an easy watch there's there's never a bad time to to put this on It's, it's always worthwhile I put this and maybe the Italian job remake as a double feature. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, two great heist movies, very solid casting, actors that are in their prime or on the rise. Um, yeah, they, there's a lot of comparisons you can make between this and the uh, the remake of The Italian Job. I was about to say, wait, yeah. even Lots like of, how yeah. I mentioned earlier, The Lady Killers is another uh, under... Yeah, Lady Killers. Yeah, that one too. Although I, w- I would say that one's probably the, the weakest, but it's still a solid film. I mean, but J.K. Simmons... Oh, when he detonates the C4 just, by just, accident. Just J.K. Simmons. You you can't not love J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Him and his IBS. <laughs> it's just so good. Oh, God. It's so good. So good. Mm. I, so h- how did the sequel stack up uh, 12 and 13? Because <sighs> I've heard 12 is like difficult to watch. Again, it's the original is always gonna be the best because they went balls to the wall with this remake but then like 12 and 13 they were they had some good ideas there was some fun scenes you know they got everybody back together but i don't know there were some just awkward moments as well it just they i would watch them again obviously but they just don't (laughs) they they don't have the same like panache as the oceans 11 yeah i mean i would definitely recommend seeing them just to round out the trilogy they're fun but it's i think the biggest scene that stands out to me is like there's this one scene where they put matt damon in this room to like seduce a woman and they basically coat this motherfucker in pheromones so she's like throwing herself at him but he also has like this giant ass fucking toucan of a nose <laughs> and like and then like the it, the nose is like falling off and the, the teeth with it is cut it, it's like so i think that's what people were like cringing about and like it was like such an awkward scene but i don't know give them a watch they're good yeah so Casual recommendation for 12 and 13. Yeah. Eight. Eight, probably. Uh, just completely skip it. Just, I, I saw the trailer and I've seen the reviews and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Because isn't like Danny Ocean's like sister or cousin or something like that that played by Sandra Bullock or something like I that? I don't even know. I really don't even know. It's something I'm not like even going to lie. I know nothing about the film. <laughs> I don't. I think... I, I think Clooney has like a cameo or something like that. And that's the closest connection you have to the other films. And it's just. Yeah, yeah it says Debbie that. Ocean assembles an all female team of thieves and specialists during the Met Gala. Oh, we just had the Met Gala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't sound terribly exciting to me. I just. Like, what do you steal from the Met Gala? It was like the, well, the Met Gala, like all the designers and stuff, like their dresses and jewelry, like just the jewelry alone. Jesus. Okay. Same thing at like the Oscars. Like some of these people are wearing over $150 million just in fucking gems. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But just eight just does not sound interesting to me. Just. I don't know. It just 
I, I think a trilogy is kind of where you wrap it up mm-hmm. unless you have higher intentions. And even then, like, it, you know, heist movies, like, if you're going to do sequels, like, oh, it's just another heist movie. It's mm-hmm. like, so you can only get so creative at a certain point. So it's like the Mission Impossible movies. Eventually, you're just like, we're out of ideas. We can't keep throwing Tom Cruise off buildings. We can't. We have you no. Can't? There's no more. Well, you can, but he's already jumped off the tallest one. What do you do now? Throw him into space? Damn right. <laughs> oh, wait. They did that in Top Gun. Damn it, that's I was, well, I was going to say, I mean, if they can do Machete in space. We can get Tom Cruise in space. There you go. Didn't, didn't Tom Cruise's production company say they were going to shoot the very first movie in space or something like that? Jesus, are you serious? I, 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 I could remember seeing some report that they were going to shoot the very first movie in zero G in space. And it was his production company that was going to do it. This is what we're doing with this money. We're not I saving mean, foreign nations. We're not helping the poor. We're making movies in space. Technically. Fuck yeah. So 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 technically, OK Go has done that. The band OK Go has done that. They weren't in oh, space. Oh, yeah, that's right. They weren't in that's space, right. but they did the, the, para, the parabolic arc. Where yeah, you the upper hit, atmosphere. Where you hit zero Gs for a period of time, and they filmed a music video like that. So yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, didn't Apollo thirteen also do that as well? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was something like that. They went up in a plane. They were shooting it for like short snippets of time, just so they can get the footage. Something like that. But anyways, the point uh, is, if a music if a band did it for a music video, <laughs> you're behind the times. Then, yeah, you're behind the times. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this might be a bit of a short episode. but I, uh, Unfortunately, yeah, there's only so much we could say without just, like, beating a dead horse. Yeah, it's like the, the, the original's not great, and the remake is really great. It's, it's really solid. It's well cast. There's great performances. Um... Oh, can we also remember uh, Elliot Gould is just still just knocking it out of the park, being the ultimate cynical person. <laughs> just, yeah. Just oh, I, I love the fact that he's like, no, I'm not helping you. It's like, no, but it's for uh, it's for uh, Terry's Casinos. Okay, Fuck I'm, it, in. I'm in. <laughs> just, I'm in. <laughs> just everybody has a motivation to be there. It's not just oh we're gonna pay you. It's like there's a personal stake for a lot of people to be in this in this situation, you know, which is better than the original where there's no motivation at all. Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's where we're gonna come to the end. It's this is gonna be a short episode because there's only so much to say. Original not so good. Remake solid. Maybe see twelve and thirteen. And Ocean's 8, just ignore it. Pretend it didn't happen. It was a thing that happened. Just pretend it didn't happen. You know? Like 9-11. Pretend it didn't happen. Did you Did you just... I'm going to leave the episode now. Good night! <laughs> I still got to announce what we're doing next. Nope. We're doing nope. Next. Uh, you fucked it up, Jesse. <laughs> uh, next episode, we're going to be doing Planet of the Apes. Uh... It'll be a fun one because that's the inverse where the original is really good. The remake is 
got questionable things in it. Fuck you, I love Helena Bottom Carter. <laughs> She's good, just... The fuck was that ending? <laughs> I don't know, but we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, and, and Mark Wahlberg. Jeez. On that point, good night. Good night.